Welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test, the Nostalgia Test. It's like playing in my left ear. <laughs> oh this my god! My soundtrack. Well, not loud. You're yeah. you're psyching yourself up already. It's there. <laughs> oh my god! We're here already. It's another episode of the Nostalgia Test podcast. Welcome. I'm Dan Dissinger here in LA, and I'm here with my friend and co-host Manny Quayle over there in New York. How you doing, What's Manny? What's going on? Happy so day in New York. Forget about it. <laughs> thing I have to say during this whole thing because we're we're recording this as the quarantine is going on and the shutdown of New York, right? I drove by on the LIE Long Island Expressway for those who are not from New York, Long Island. There's a sign, Dan. This is real traffic sign that says "Going out without a mask." Forget about it. It's on an official highway sign. Dude, this is what I'm talking about. Like <laughs> even before, like I I just. <sighs> I'm trying to stay positive, which is great to kind of then pull ourselves away, dive deep into these two albums. When you had us do this one, (laughs) it's been on. Nothing else has been on. And on the radio while I'm working and brewing and transferring beer and getting kegs ready, this has been on. First, we chose the 1999 album Enema of the State, their first album to feature drummer Travis Barker, who ended up replacing, you know, the original drummer, Scott Rayner. It was released on June 1st, 1999. It peaked at number nine on the Billboard 200, and they sold 190,000 copies in the first week. The really famous singles on that album, What's My Age Again? All the Small Things, and Adam's Song. Critical response was really good. Uh, but longtime fans really thought they sold out. And it yeah, sold ultimately 15 million copies, making them, at the end of the year, one of the biggest bands of the turn of the millennium. And then we listened to their release right after that, 2001, Take Off Your uh, Take Off Your Pants and Jack- Jacket. Which, <laughs> I can't tell, like, say that title. Without, I know the first title is Ridiculous, Enema of the State. But yeah. Take Off Your Pants and Jacket is just ridiculous. But that 2001... Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, released June 12, 2001. The singles on that album, Rock Show, First Date, Stay Together for the Kids, debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200 and achieved double platinum. First week was 350,000 copies and generally positive reviews, but very weak and odd reviews of that album. One thing I want to say uh, before you go on with more facts is if you look on Apple, this one, Anima State comes up, come up as a genre rock. The right. second comes off as the genre pop. These are two of their biggest albums, you know, I would have yeah. to say. Even though right before uh, Enema of the State, you had Dude Ranch. That was super popular with Damn It yeah. being a I mean, Damn It was in some really mainstream movies. Before the, you know, when people said they sold out, I'm like, they were pretty much in mainstream with Damn It. Yeah, Damn It was definitely mainstream, I would say. I mean, uh, I couldn't go a day without hearing Damn It on the radio. That album was around. But we chose these two albums. And I was trying to think, like, why these two albums? Instead of going back, going all the way to Cheshire Cat or, you know, Dude Ranch and doing those two albums, we specifically went right to Enema of the State and Two Biggest Albums and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. So why these two albums, do you think? I can tell you why I wanted to highlight these albums. One, the album spoke to our generation and our age group the moment they came out. The songs in Enema of the State 
1999, we were juniors. Yeah, we were like juniors, seniors. Because we graduated 2000, so we would have been juniors. Yeah. I don't think I really got into the album until senior year. A lot of the music in it was like things about us that we were going through at that point. Um, And I'll get more to that. But then I think I chose to continue it with the second one because me and you really got into the second one. And I specifically remember people hating on the second one. Totally. But me and you would rock out. And maybe we were just rocking out just because we were like blinded by whatever because we just wanted to hold on to them yeah um <laughs> now that i'm listening to it like i'm like wow that's why i wanted to dive into it i wanted to give it a yeah. test because what i recall i used to think i like take off your pants more because i thought it was more punk rock but i will say i'm taking that all back yeah. because dude enema of the state i don't care it's punk rock punk pop rock whatever you want to call yeah. it what a fun album first of all i remember Enemy of the State specifically because 1999, I went to the Warp Tour on Randall's Island. And I never went to the Warp Tour. Oh, bro. Well, I heard it don't, was great. Don't go now. I mean, <laughs> don't, now. No, then it was fun. Like, you know, then it was you crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, when Randall's Island was like a sanitation deposit, like it was gross. Yeah. It was like dirt. It was horrible. There was no reason to go there. I remember going with a couple friends and we were there to see Blink, but also, you know, you have suicidal tendencies, you know, was there, Lesson Jake was there. There was um, Eminem actually was there, but he got booed off the stage. He was just like throwing plastic bottles at him. And then he just walked off. I think he only played two songs or something. And then, uh, yeah, it was great. When Blink-182 came on, it was so amazing because it was great to be at a festival where the energy was so high. And that's why I remember this album so you know fondly. And then re-listening to it, first of all, this album's only 35 minutes and 17 seconds long. Well, okay? if you went to see it in concert, it'd probably be 20 minutes because they rushed <laughs> through all their songs. But like that album went by. Now, Take Your Pants Off, Take Your Pants Off and Jacket is 38 minutes and 54 seconds long. That album mm-hmm. felt like a lifetime. But Enemy of the State was on. It was fun. It had those interludes that were hilarious. Exactly oh. what I remember of Blink-182. And then it was over, and I was like, ugh, like that. I, well, let's just start it over again. Yeah, I felt like you can't listen to the album in shuffle. It's, it's, no. just, it's an album you have to listen from yeah. Dumpweed all the way to the last song. It is not meant to be listened to in shuffle because it was produced perfectly, and each song went into the other. You yes. can't skip. You can't fade in and out because they did it for you. The song choice, everything was perfect. I thought it was great. And like for those people who said that they sold out, First of all, what do you want your band to do? They're there to make money. Okay, you could say there's passion. Yeah, they're doing their passion. But at the same time, they're, they're there to make as much money as possible. Like, mm-hmm. okay, they sold out. What do you mean? They, they produced a really well-played <laughs> album and everybody decided to like it? Like, okay, F you then. Like, let them sell out. Yeah. Like, they care. I hate when people say this. But you like your band enough but you don't like them enough that you want other people to listen to them. It's really weird looking back because I, I do remember having feelings towards other bands being like, oh, this band sold out, this album's not good. But then again, I'm like, maybe they weren't selling out. Maybe the album just wasn't good, right? But then yeah. I was like, they sold out. Where with this album, with Enem of the State, the album's good. It's without a doubt a great album, a positive listening experience and brought me back to like why I love Blink-182. What was your favorite song on it? Okay, so I'm looking at the song list, right? And it's just so hard. One of my favorite songs, which I didn't, I didn't give 
that much to listen to when I first had the album was the last song, Anthem. It's such a great song. Great it, song. Yeah, it shows like the growth of the band. Because Dude Ranch is fun. But Whatever. it's raw. Dude Ranch yeah. is raw, man. And Anthem on Enema of the State is such a great way to close the album because it's like, I'm not saying that it's a gr- they're growing up, but it's an evolving album. It evolved. They evolved. Their sound evolves there. You know, they become much more themselves in that album, I feel like. Mm, I like that one. I like, um, I mean, obviously the, the big hits, you, like you said, was What's My Age Again. Yeah. The small things, which proves again that bands just have to have a really easy chord. <laughs> like most of the album, most of the that song is na 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 Right? And like the rest of it, have you seen what the lyrics are? They're, they're about nothing. No, right? nothing. But one of my favorites is the party song. Okay. The party song is <laughs> amazing. I love how he starts it because he goes, uh, here we go, motherfuckers. He does it all in one breath. The first couple of seconds is, or like lines were all done in one breath. And it was great. And because yeah. like I'm looking at the lyrics and I'm like, he said all this in one breath? I, like, I know. That's crazy. So I liked I it. I thought it was great. And it reminded me of like, you know, just going to parties, man, like when we were younger and being in high school and in college too. It, it was kind of speaking to both the high school seniors to, you know, freshman, sophomore yeah. people in, in college. So I, yeah. I could understand why it did so well because everybody could relate to it in mm-hmm. so many different age groups. You also have like an amazing drummer coming into the band. Wow. Travis Barker is still one of the best drummers out there. The drummer previous doesn't have the ability for the band to evolve to where it did. And Travis Barker does that. He, he gives them a, an amazing foundation as a drummer. So, you know, Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge can then do what they do, which is be hilarious, write funny lyrics, and also play music that's there to have a good time with, right? So I felt like when I listened to Enema of the State, it brought me back and it was an enjoyable experience. I don't think there was one song on that album that I wanted to skip over. No, no I agree. A- Aliens exist really great. <laughs> <laughs> Going away to college, one of like basically a, a love note to like, do you break up? Do you stay together? Even like saying goodbye to your friends. My niece is going to college next mm-hmm. year. I almost wanted to ha- have her listen to this and I wanted to see what mm-hmm. she thought of it. Is she even listening to lyrics? Some of the lyrics were pretty good, I would say. Like, I, there was nothing wrong. Dysentery Gary, like, oh ridiculous God. song. Reminded oh me of one of our friends. Remain nameless. Yeah. We'll call him dysentery guy. But, um, <laughs> oh, he's such a dysentery guy. <laughs> the slow part, you go from dysentery guy to Adam song, which, you know, yeah. known to be suicide song, but like yeah. at the end, it actually yeah. wants you to live for tomorrow. And then like, boom, all the small things hit you and yeah. you get back up. Again. You're back up. <laughs> it was yeah. a lot until you got to that. You're not a fan of Slayer, but a Slayer album is there is no break. There is no ballad. They don't believe in ballads. It starts it punches you in the face, it ends, and that's the album, and you're left like, what just happened? But with this mm-hmm. album, it gives you that nice breather, and I mm-hmm. love that. And also, there's, I forget if it's on this album, but I feel like it just allows itself to be funny. I mean, that was the one thing I miss about that time with punk bands or, you know, post-punk mm-hmm. bands or whatever you want to call them. They had these little, like, interludes or cuts in there that were, like, little jokes and skits, and they allowed the audience to kind of have fun while at the same, yeah, and that's important. I'm just, like, thinking about so many of the different things, just even the lyrics. Mutt, what a ridiculous, like, Dude. about people who are just, just terrible people. There's nothing wrong with this album. 
And I'll tell you that not only did it pass the test, it like blew it away. And oh, I, yeah. I have to say, and maybe I'm wrong, I say it's still going to be around from years to come. And if you gave it to somebody right now, they, like at 18 years old, maybe they're not into punk, the punk, but just have them listen to it. I almost want to test it out and just have them listen to it and see what they think and like whether or not it's just fun. It's just a fun album. Dude, I got transformed to that time. It was great. It was so good. I yeah. re- oh, remember the live album that came off of this album? The there live, the live, the Link One Eight Two album, where they yeah. did the album. Dude, yeah. I was singing the live album, like what they were joking around about in the songs, while I'm listening to this album because the live album was even like you should listen to that when you have a chance. The Enem of the State Blink One Eight Two tour, one of their live albums, and he's yeah. like they're just making fun of each other, and yeah. it was probably the only live album that was really good to go see them. So remember we saw them with um, Green Day. Oh, that's we right, they did Day. play with Green. Yeah, and they were brushing. I totally forgot about that they were there. <laughs> they opened, Green Day opened for them because they were that big. Oh, that's they right. Really see them. Yeah, that yeah. was a weird experience. Weird, but Green Day killed it, and I remember saying. They didn't want to rush off the stage. I feel like, yes, Parker was a great drummer, but you needed to keep up with him. Mm-hmm. So, like, you were just, like, rushing through the song. But yeah. you gotta listen to the live album. There's so many jokes. Yeah. Even I was repeating while I was listening to this album. It's really yeah. I hadn't listened to that whole album in so long, and I was so happy. Right. These days, we could choose so much music. When this came out, you had the out, al- you had to buy the album. It was a CD. Boom. That's it. Like, the, the construction of the album was so important, but also that, like, Sitting and listening to an album from front to back, it's so different now. People don't do that. But the experience of listening to this album from the first song to the last song was so amazing because I, I it was like, it tells a story, whether it's a ridiculous story or not. It was told a story. It ended off on one of, I feel like, the strongest uh, for them, for Blink-22, the strongest last song on an album that they've mm-hmm. ever had. And it it definitely left me wanting to like repeat to like go back and play it again from the beginning. That was the sign of a great album for me. And I, I thought that it did two things really well. It, it would allow me to be nostalgic while still allowing me to enjoy it as just an album. Did and, you realize uh, that you memorized every lyric? Every single one. Every lyric. Yep. Every lyric. Every lyric. It was creepy as I was listening to it. It's just like everything. And And the thing is like, being our age like it's so funny to think of these bands because we had gone to see them and i forget when that was we were probably like 26 20, yeah you know. and then before that i had seen them when i was 16. so now it's just like 10 years later would i <laughs> would i go see a blink 182 concert but also seeing like what would the audience even be like at that concert because they still oh. tour because they have two new albums they had come yeah. out with two or three new albums they're not that great i listened to them recently but uh well maybe they're not that great for me there's a few yeah. songs on them that are yeah. fun uh, and interesting, but they're a totally different band now. I mean, I've been to other shows featuring bands that we knew when we were younger, mm-hmm. and you have as good of the time as you put into it. So mm-hmm. I go in the pit. Well, I don't know about now, <laughs> right? But I was like, I was at uh, Real Big Fish, and, and I was at, um, recently I was at New Found Glory, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh and God. I didn't even know half the songs, I think I knew more Real Big Fish songs than New Found Glory songs, but I had such a great time just because everybody who's there is either really young and they're just getting into bands like that, or and they're like, they just know of these bands were like classic bands, 
or you have people exactly our age that are just you turn into a child like you turn into the the age you were when you first got into them and everybody was just having a good time there was like people like knocked each other over right but then like laughing hugging each other Mm. Uh, again this is right before the crazy thing but like it was such a good time like there's something to be said about going to a band with that you listen to as a kid with other people that age and like Mm. the pure nostalgia and like smile that you get in like a group of people who know when they were at their peak and like how great they were Uh, it was great it was great i'm sure it's great when they play this album and you're there you know like i don't know about new ones yeah but i've been taking back sunday too and same thing i had a good time because they were playing old songs you could hear in this band though you can really hear in this album and just blink 22 how much they spawn bands like you know newfound glory i mean i probably only know a handful of songs that are just the pure nostalgia songs from newfound glory but what was fun about this it felt like every song off enema of the state was that but at the same time they're still good like they are i would say objectively still good songs still a great album i probably would say it's their best album i mean i like dude ranch and i like cheshire cat but i I don't know like i don't know if i would put those two two albums on if i was to be like really be in it you know what i mean and and like this album though like catches you immediately and just like wraps you into that's it yeah i mean i recently then jumped into a playlist that it was like not the best of them kind of like all of them like mm-hmm. every i was called um family tree you know how they split up a couple of things and airwaves and uh, uh boxcar racer boxcar race. so that album. the best of all of them yeah. plus this so it was really interesting to kind of see where they went they branch out and then how they came back together and stuff. But yeah, so I would say, uh, let's move on to the next one. But uh, I would yeah. say this album definitely passes the test. That 100%. Blows it up. Blows it up. <laughs> blows it up. And, and tells you to like introduce to, to anybody that you can. I and would. They don't like it. They got to at least understand it and uh, yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. So I would say this one passes the test 100%. Now let's just get into the weeds here. I don't like. I don't want to go down to a downer, but this, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Two thousand ones take off your pants and jacket. I, uh, I mean, first of all, which, <laughs> it opens up with Anthem Part Two. Yeah, so it, I'm gonna ask you that. Like you, like you just said, your favorite song was Anthem. Yeah, definitely it was Anthem. Now, now, did you do this when you were listening to it? We're like Anthem to Anthem Part Two. Did you listen to it back to back? What was funny was that you bring that up. When I listened to Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and Anthem Part 2 came on, I had to immediately go back to Anthem 1 just to be like, did they did they just use the same chord progression possibly? I just needed to know if it was the yeah, same. <laughs> but it wasn't. Basically. I mean, it, it was wasn't. close. But like, I like Anthem Part 2, but you're putting something at the top that's just called Anthem Part 2. No. You, you can't do that. I, I, I didn't like that part. It was like, you, you didn't have a title for that song and you said, well, Anthem Part 2 because we're talking about parents. I, I don't know. Like, it felt lazy. And the song, it, I don't know. It didn't hit me the same as like Anthem Part 1, which was, a, I feel like, a slow build to Anthem 1. And then it hits you with Anthem at the end mm-hmm. of that album. It's like, yeah. Where yeah. this is just like, you can't start with the song called Anthem Part 2. No. <laughs> no. I wasn't impressed. Not to whole give a whole review of it yet. So I wanted to know what what <laughs> singles did you say came from this album? Okay, so the singles on this album were 
rock show. Okay. First date. Yeah. Stay together for the kids. Okay. Yeah. So, first of all, <laughs> I'm going to say this album was a pop album and only a pop album. Yeah. I don't know if there was anything rock about it at all or punk. It was Good Charlotte. At uh... its best. <laughs> that's really unfortunately and i was so upset because i for some reason recalled this so different maybe i'm embarrassed we're, to say how much i love this album i know maybe and we were trying to tell our friends that it was yeah. they were like stupid yeah and i'm so happy you made me just watch this news or we both made each other just because wow like <laughs> you know there's a uh speech by Buzz Lerman and one part of it says like when you're bringing up memory it's you're fishing the past out of disposal and cleaning up for the good parts I, I think that's all we were doing to her just saying like oh no it was, it was really good like no 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 there's like two maybe three songs that could stand the test of time maybe but oh I would say Stay Together the Kids in my opinion was one of the better songs on this just because I like the like the lyrics of the stuff and do yeah I would say some of the best songs are probably towards the end for me, like Reckless Abandon and like even Please Take Me Home, like things like that were like more energetic. But all of these other ones, like I don't even remember what online song sounds like. I just listened to this album yesterday again and I still can't recall it. You know what I mean? Like it didn't stick. I'm listening to my left ear right now. And I'm like, what is this? That is, this? No, no. <laughs> it was like, I think they rushed it. Well, I think that plus I also describe this album as the beginning of a long, painful breakup. This album was just, all right, guys, let's do this again. I'm really not here, really enjoying this anymore. Blah, let's pump out some of these songs and then whatever. You know, I don't know the history of them. Yeah. I haven't seen a documentary on them. But I, I would say this album was probably the record producer saying, like, you just sold a million, whatever, whatever. Yeah. You're making another album and you're doing yeah. it now. We don't yeah. care. Get in it and just write something. Because, like, Happy Holidays, you bastards. First of all, those are terrible. <laughs> that should have been, like, one of the first songs when they were, like, 15. That should have been on the first album. But, yeah. but, but let me just say this. I'm going to be honest. That song, though, I was thankful for that song when I was listening really? to it. This is why, because right before that song is First Date, their first single or whatever. And, I, yeah. and I'm just like, uh, okay. And then this song comes on, and I was like, hilarious. Great. Okay, good. Right? The, so, fine. Like, I thought that date, song was funny. First Date was written by Albert Levine, I think. <laughs> like, <laughs> this album feels like a love song to Avril Levine. Yeah, can you this didn't she? I'm just a skater girl. Is uh, yeah. that's what she did, right? Yeah. I'm she's, just no skater, skater boy. That's the first. That's first date. It was like their <laughs> answer. To, it was their, their answer, answer to Avril Lavigne. <laughs> 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 I mean, it was just I mean, forever, forever, forever. Oh my God! It, it was, just got worse and worse with this album, and oh. I and it just depressed me. It felt like it took forever to get through it. I mean, it's only, what, two minutes and something seconds longer than the previous album. And yeah. it just felt forever, like, like they said, forever. Yeah, they didn't have to remind me of how forever it was going to be with those lyrics. But I, I knew it was like never going to end ever. Like, 
you know, like when you make a copy of a copy, it was like the fifth copy of Enema of the State. Because, <laughs> like, they had to put in another, like, Adam Song type song, The Story of a Lonely Guy. It was like, oh, let's oh. do another, like, suicide song. And it's like, dude, really? Okay. Like, you already did that. You don't need to do another one. Melancholy awfulness. Nothing compared to Adam yeah. Song. That's hilarious. Like, the, a copy of a copy of a copy of Enema of the State. It's weird because I do remember loving this album. I must have played this album over and over again. I mean, I, I must have played it so many times when it came out. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't either. I, I think, I, I mean, we were really, we were doing a lot of things then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because like, or that was year after we graduated high school. So yeah, 2001. We were trying to like relive high school? Like that early? I don't know. Like we, we were trying to force nostalgia on ourselves. I don't know, man. None of this is good. None of this. The rock show. The rock show. That what a to be that was a like, song. That was a throwaway, you know, what I call um cheap cheers. You know, like Dave oh. Matthews when he's like, It's great to be in New York today and you're like, ah like they're like, Oh, let's play a song that's about going to the warp tour. Like uh, and people are gonna love. First of all, I loved that song when it first came out. I was like, Oh, this yeah. is great. And but then listening back i was just like gross i just didn't get why i liked it like you said it was just a cheap shot to kind of get cheap applause yeah Yeah. like the warp tour hey we're here at the warp tour it's just like yeah 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 but like whatever we're gonna write a song that's gonna like blow up when we're at the warp tour yeah because like a bunch of people are gonna want to listen to this i was like i don't know maybe i don't want to ever hear that song i think ever again um, okay, but here's here. Can I just say, <laughs> I just want to say this. How old do you think Mark Hoppus, the the bassist, was when this album came out? See, because you're asking, <laughs> I'm gonna have to take a wild, like craziness guess because you you brought it up. 2001. How old is Mark, the bassist? Yeah, 28. You 29. Tom DeLong is 26. I mean, the two lyricists. Well, maybe Tom DeLong is much more the lyricist or whatever, but. This is what bothers me about this whole thing in retrospect, right? Let's just round it up, right? You're 30 years old and you're writing songs like online songs. Two years ago, two, three years ago, the other album came out, whatever. It was silly. It was hilarious. It was fun. But this album, you're going to open with Anthem 2 and then you're going to talk about parents just and all this stuff. I'm like, you're 30, bro. <laughs> you know, All these things are way outside your realm. No. And it was so disingenuous. It just felt forced. And it just, it, well, these songs should not have ever existed. Again, I think it, it goes back to what we thought. Like, it was probably like, you need to do another album like this. We're going to make you do this album. And you're going to write to the teenager. And they were no longer teenagers. They were, I don't even, even know they if hadn't, had a kid yet. They you hadn't know, like, been teenagers for years. You know, at least they were closer to being teenagers right. two years before that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm listening to Roller Coaster right now. I don't know. Dude, every song sounds the same. None of it sounds different. That's why I appreciate Happy Holidays, you bastard. Because it doesn't, <laughs> it was, it it doesn't sound like any of the other songs. I love that song. I like. I actually, that will probably be the only song I go back to this album. Because I, it's like, it is the one song that's just like, yeah, they wrote this and it was it had nothing to do with the first the album prior to this. It wasn't like a B-side that never got on. It wasn't like, a song that they mm-hmm. like had to throw on the ground and like that was like on the cutting room floor. This is a song they might have wrote and they're like, oh, this is gonna be fun in the middle of a 30 minute song. 
<laughs> the Happy Holidays, You Bastard, is a song that one day Mark or Tom were they were playing live, and one of them wanted to make fun of somebody, or somebody was on a break, and they were like, and they just went and made up a song, and they're like, oh, that's gonna be on our next album. That's <laughs> that song was made up that way. That's All gonna right. be on your next album. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're gonna. You know what? We need a filler. A filler. Yeah. Okay. Where are we gonna put it? Let's put it in number four. Number four. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's the fourth <laughs> song on the album. A filler. Which That's means, four. which means they gave up three songs into the album. Like, oh boy, let's put this one in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those first three songs really sound alike. We need a we need a filler. Four songs that three songs in. Four songs. Like, whew, have you heard the rest of this album? <laughs> this is all, the, the best is the the second to the last song is called "Shut Up." Basically, is what I feel like. That should have been number four. <laughs> they actually planned this all wrong. What should have been is, shut up, please take up, make me home, give me one good reason, and reckless abandonment. Put it up all up in one, two, three, four. Yeah, or just and put that, that out as an EP. <laughs> yeah, we don't need the rest of the songs because they're all the same. If you told me that I couldn't hear any of these songs ever again, I would not be upset. Okay, I'm never going to listen to one of these songs again. If I listen to a playlist that says Link 182 Essential, I'm going to write to the person who made that playlist and be like, you need to take off anything that comes from this album. Essentials. <laughs> Everything on this album is not essential. Not essential. I just want to go back to Happy Holidays, You Bastard. And, and this is Again, why. You're, this... you're stuck on this, on this terrible song. <laughs> because this look at the song. order. Look at the order. First date, Happy yeah. Holidays, You Bastard. And then hit him hard. With that, yeah. with that ballad. Well, yeah, with the ballad. But like, even... you went from a silly song, an insane, weird song about a person essentially Christmas pooping Eve. their pants in the end of the yeah. song to going, hey guys, let's get serious. <laughs> of course. That's why I'm saying that this came from him touring together. Uh, if you listen to the live album, you'll understand. You'll be like, oh, that, that's this song. Yeah, like, this... Somebody, that, I'm just listening to it right now. Sorry, I just, the, the, even the production of this album was like not, that great like it was not good this was yeah. rushed and it shows yeah it yeah. Shows. yeah i don't even know what the actual album cover is what it's supposed to be okay so yeah. apparently they released this album three different ways with each thing first like okay wait yeah i know you're All looking at me i wish oh my god i wish everyone could see the face that manny just gave me but <laughs> you, this is the best part about this album because because no other oh, album did they well no <laughs> so the album was recorded over three months so it took them three months to record this album oh, that's it <laughs> some people take a year or two i thought you were going to say that they started recording after they did anime the space first of all wikipedia says the album's title is a tongue-in-cheek pun on male masturbation this take whole off your pants and jacket cool <sighs> Okay, they had previous titles for this song. I had included If You See K, a pun on spelling the word fuck, right? Yeah. And then Genital Ben, accompanied by a bear on the cover of the album, a reference to Gentle Ben. That was the other two titles. And then the album's title was coined by some, you know, one of their guitar techs um, who was snowboarding on a rainy day. And then I guess he came up with this. Great. So that means cool. that, like, 
uh, oh, and that guy got a $500 payout for the name, and then he sued them in 2003 for the intellectual property. <laughs> of a plane, a jacket, and some pants. Oh, my God. What's the brain? Uh, so, okay, so the cover has three uh, icons for each band member, a jacket, a pair of pants, and an airplane. The long and hoppuses symbols became the pants and jacket, respectively, leaving Barker the airplane despite begging his bandmates not to assign him the symbol, citing his fear of flying. Didn't he get into an accident uh, shortly yeah, after? Absolutely. He, he got into a fight. He almost like died. Yeah. So like they tried to really make it this a uh, thing, I guess, with their like deep thing. Yeah. When really it wasn't. It was super shallow, and you know. Dan, let's go over this song you love so much, the filler. Christmas Eve, and I've only wrapped two fucking presents. It's Christmas yeah. Eve, and I've only wrapped two fucking presents. And right. I hate, hate, hate your guts. I hate, hate, hate your guts. I'll never talk to you again. Right. That's the opening of that song. It gets so much better, though. Of course it does. Your dad sucks me off. I'll never talk to you again. Right. Unless your mom will touch my cock. I will never talk to you again. Right. Ejaculate into a sock. I'll never talk to you again. Well, that goes right on theme with I'll this album title. Then it goes, wait, we're not done. That was Christmas Eve. Now it goes, it's Labor Day and my grandfather just ate seven fucking hot dogs. Labor Day, my grandpa just ate seven fucking hot dogs. Right. And he shit, shit, shit his pants. That's what they did when they did this album. He, he's only, he's always fucking shitting his pants and I'll never talk to, to you again. Unless your dad sucks me off. I'll never talk to you again. Unless your mom touches my cock. I'll never talk to you again. Ejaculate into a sock. I'll never talk to you again. I'll never talk to you again. Right. That's the song. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There was no thought. There was filler. And they put it in an album that you said went platinum. Double platinum. What song was played on Z100? I know. <laughs> Z100. It was definitely The Rock Show. 100% right? Rock Show. Z100 stayed. was like, yo, we're going we're gonna to play a punk band. <laughs> I love it. You're like, a punk band. We're going to play a punk band. Yeah. And then when they play Elvis Bird, Duran's like, let's play the rock show. My yeah. boy, Warner, yeah, he's never listened oh, to it. Album. Triple right. platinum. Yeah. yeah. First date and then stay together for the kids. Those are the three singles. Wow. <sighs> I mean, this didn't pass the test. Yeah. All it did was pass the test yeah. of how memories fog your brain sometimes. I don't even think it's nostalgic. No. It actually made me angry that I wasted, <laughs> that I wasted this album that we could have talked about a, a good a good album. But you know, not everything we're going to talk about we're going to like. But yeah, you didn't even you didn't like cocktail, but you know, no. you understood the nostalgia of it. This is terrible. Yeah. yeah, no, that's the thing. Like cocktail is nostalgic. It stays in the nostalgia vault for me. And if yeah. the state passes all tests of everything nostalgia, it's still good. All that. Take your pants off and jacket. <laughs> I am embarrassed that yeah. I even had spent probably years, years listening to this album. Yeah. I don't even want to go to Boxcar car Angels in it because no. those are those And are I have You've got, got me Boxcar either. Racer album. Yeah. As we're talking about it, it's played like three times because um, <laughs> I'm like going through all of them so quickly. And I didn't, I thought we were still on, you know, story of a lonely guy and now we're at stay together with the kid uh for the kids like it's all the same it's just terrible man. it was it was wasn't good and i would not tell people to listen to it yeah you could like, skip this yeah actually like the next album almost because they found like it grew up a little bit and it was it was depressing it was a, it was a very depressing album i sped through it afterwards and i was just yeah. like what is happening oh it was <gasps> a depressing album 
I kind of understood why they did it, probably like what they were going through and stuff. I'm sure it wasn't easy being so popular, so in the mainstream. I'm not saying, whatever, wow, wow, they made millions of dollars, but I'm sure if you're, that's kind of not what you're used to, not everybody can be a great showman. Not everybody could be a superstar and handle the pressure of it. So I'm sure there's a lot to deal with. Yeah. So they were done, I think, after that. Then they put an album out called Neighborhoods, which is weird sounding. And then I think Tom DeLong left the band. Um, and now they're with Matt Scarba, I think, from the Ataris. Oh, really? Yeah. So he on the last, on it. No, he's not in it. He's chasing aliens somewhere. What? Oh, dude, you don't know. Oh, these so he things. took like the aliens exist seriously. Oh, well, this this episode is about to go into an amazing place because he <laughs> actually released those uh, declassified videos that just came out about those UFOs. Yeah. Yeah, he actually re- leaked those first. Really? Yeah, he uh-huh. has spent all his money um, on this thing for U- finding UFOs and UFO technology and all this stuff. He has actually created this place. Uh, where they're building and like working with UFO technology. Wow. Oh, dude, it is, it's real. I mean, he is, um, yeah, here it is. He founded an entertainment company called To The Stars and he merged it into a larger To The Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences. The new company has aerospace and science divisions dedicated to UFOlogy and fringe science proposals. Sweet. Cool. I'm going to end it. With this, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking up. Uh, <laughs> Aliens exist is a pretty great song, though. I mean, so it probably was written by him. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking at the a list of what I didn't realize came out in 2005 was was the greatest album. And I'm just gonna ask you this. I'm not gonna do all of them because I don't even know this one. Another girl, another planet. Actually, I do know that. All this right, is gonna, off their greatest hits album. It's a greatest hits album. Blink Away to 2005. Okay, hits. I see it. Yeah. Carousel, Eminem. Uh huh. So it starts off with the the classic, right? Damn it, actually, got, you know, um, Josie. Mm-hmm. Good song. All the small things. Adam song. Man overboard. And of course, the rock show. First date. Get together, the kids. Feeling this. Oh yeah, that was from the next album after. Yeah. That was a weird song. <laughs> weird song. I miss you, which yeah. is another depressing song. Album that came out there was basically an Adam song for like every track. Yeah. Um, After Damn It. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So yeah. then Down was also from that, you know, other album. Mm-hmm. Always, Not Now, Another Girl, Another Planet. It exists live in LA. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, so again, the live <laughs> album in LA, it's a, it opens up with <laughs> this song is about aliens because Tom is a Trekkie. That they said live. Okay. <laughs> it was really right. interesting. Oh, Jeez. huge. Huge. Wow. Um, and it pretty much, I think, took the band down. <laughs> it's just like I'm sure because like how much can you hear about that when you're trying to just make right, music? right. But then again, like it's really hard to be a punk rock band. I'm not saying that nobody's done it because there's definitely bands that have been able to spend. As you get older and things mm-hmm. change, what are you singing about and how do you relate to an yeah. 18 year old now when you're you know. I think there's one example of a of a band that's been able to stand that test of time, and I think it's a band we're gonna have to dive into as well. Is uh, 311, who has not changed their lineup since they started, and they yeah. still have every member of the band is still in the band. Yeah, and they still come out with albums, 
and they are consistent you know they're not that bad they're not like music or the blue album or you know things like that but they're good and they've developed their their sound over a you know, period of time yeah yeah it's funny about 311 is that i don't particularly like i like them and i saw them live and they were one of the best live bands i've seen live mm. it was a long time ago too yeah jones um, beach i saw that like I saw them live in a, I want to say, not West Webster Hall, uh, one of the arenas in uh, the city. They did like a drum solo that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm glad to d- dive in it with you because I never really like downloaded their albums or ever really had any of their albums. But I've been around their songs because everyone that I've hung out with likes them and always played them. But I never got drawn to it. So I can't wait to do it just to kind of like, you're going to be nostalgic about it. I may just like come up like, oh man, I can't believe that that was a song that they played or oh, yeah, I know this song, you know, like it's kind of that kind of band to me. And I don't know what it is that during that time, I wasn't really, I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate them. I know that they played some really good stuff and they stayed relevant for a very long time. And then yeah. people were always talking about them, but I just never became like a huge fan of the show. Yeah. No, I, I think it's going to be interesting to kind of look at them too. Before we start, I just want to say some of the albums that came out in 2001, just because I sort of like compare the fact that like Blink 182 came out with this album, which is total garbage. Is This It by The Strokes, 2001. Okay. Amnesiac by Radiohead, 2001. The uh, White Blood Cells by The White Stripes, which is a huge album. The really popular Shins album, Oh Inverted World, that came out oh, in 2000. Great. Yeah. Um, for the Tool fans out there, Lateralis came out in 2000. Toxicity by System of a Down came out in 2001. I mean, these albums are amazing. Oh, The Invisible Band by Travis, which I love that album. That came out in 2001. I mean, 2001 was actually a pretty great year for music, and Blink-182 totally dropped the ball. Well, they were stuck in, like, Hopland. Yeah. So Didn't the Chronic, the the second Chronic album come out in 2001? Yeah. Which was phenomenal yeah i so, mean 2001's a big year for music it, it is this this, so this is what fell on the wayside even though yeah. you know it, it got really good ratings i guess during the time but yeah it was, no I, it, it did not do well right now no it was I riding the coattails of enema of the state absolutely that was it. a lot of the people probably bought it because of that yeah you know? yeah so. people like us <laughs> so many Final words, final things like uh, definitely Enema of the State passes, passes everything. Excellent album. It was really fun to get back into that album. I'm, I'm glad we did that one. Um, reminded me everything I love about Blink-182 before that album even as well. But take off your pants and jacket. I'm going to leave my jacket on and leave my pants <laughs> on. <laughs> I'm going to take that CD and throw it out. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I agree with you, uh, both on agreements on this one. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, we had to end it with the bad of the takeoff of the pants, but I mean, it just came in that order. But uh, yeah. yes, and the state will always be with my Absolutely. I mean, even when I'm older, at least. Yeah. Absolutely. It'll be an album that's going to stay with me forever. Enemy of the State. Very great album. Um, well, that was, that's it for this episode of the Nostalgia Test. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Alright, hold on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter 
at Nostalgia Test and on Instagram at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time because you never know what pop culture will pop up on The Nostalgia Test.